Hello friends and welcome to Everyday Truth with Kurt Skelly. We're here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day. And we're so glad you joined us here for the conversation. Our study of 3 John is focusing on the theme, No Greater Joy. Now let's join Kurt for today's episode. You know who that is, don't you? Andy Taylor. Yep, that's my uh, Sheriff's Office Mayberry Andy Griffith show mug. So I got it and you don't. So there you go. If you're just listening today, I just showed off my my Andy Griffith mug, which is among my favorites in my collection. We are in the book of 3 John. We've been talking about some good examples, some bad examples. And the, the, the topic about which we've been speaking is hospitality. But uh, wow, John has said some pretty firm things about leadership that operates for itself in a self-aggrandizing way. And that that's what Diotrephes was. He was a self-serving leader. And that self-service showed up in a competitive spirit. He wanted to have all the influence in people's lives. No one else could have the, he couldn't share the glory with anybody else. He would abuse his spiritual authority to, to get people out of the church. He would abuse his spiritual authority by stepping beyond the bounds of the church itself, telling people what they could and could not do in their own homes. Uh, those that would receive uh, itinerant preachers and diatrophies didn't think they should. He cast them out of the church. Wow, we see that same kind of abuse sometimes even today, and we need to be weary of it. Now, John does give us a couple summary statements about all of what he's been saying, and I want you to see those in verses 11 and 12. First of all, verse number 11, where John says, Beloved, follow follow not that which is evil, but that which is good. He that doeth good is of God, but he that doeth evil hath not seen God. So, Here, John calls for an application. I think that all good Bible teaching and preaching will call for application. What what am I going to do with what I know? So what have we learned so far? We've learned that it's important to uh, honor the gospel. It's important to love and serve other people. It's important to have a spirit of humility. It's important to exercise biblical hospitality. And In order to do that more effectively, let's follow the example of people that have taught us by their very actions how to do those things. People like Gaius, people by extension like John and others. We're going to see another one here in just a moment. So follow those that, follow that which is is good. Um, Follow not that which is evil, but follow that which is good. So how do you follow good? Good is not an object. Good is not something you can look, oh, look it, there's good. No, good is something that shows up in the way people practice the truth. So that's why we've been spending time talking about these people. Why? Because good and evil show up in the way that they apply the truth in their life. So that that following becomes a way of patterning, doesn't it? Uh, Paul said in... First uh, Corinthians chapter 11, follow me as I follow Christ. Follow me as I follow Christ. So 
how would a person do that? How, how, how could we follow, excuse me, I got a peanut in my mouth here, sorry about that. <laughs> how, could we, how could, first time ever, everyday truth history, I, I, I stopped because I had a peanut in my mouth. But uh, how do we follow somebody as they follow Christ? Think about the implication. The implication there is that we have to know something about Christ to be able to say, is this person following Christ? So when I follow other people as they follow Christ, that really compels me to know what the Word of God says. What would Christ do? What is the truth? What does good look like? What is evil? And then I want to follow people in a practical way that express that truth. I want to follow people in a practical way that embody that goodness or evil. But the implication is, in order for me to make a rational decision about following, I need to know something about the truth itself. So all of this points believers to the truth. The entire book, the entire book of 3 John points believers to, well, I need to know the Bible. I need to know God's word so that I can recognize followable examples, so that I can honor uh, people that are going to help me better serve God, so that I could recognize evil influences. So I'm not a simple one that just gets fooled by that strange woman of Proverbs chapter 7, but I have some discernment about character. The truth matters. That's why at Veritas Baptist College, I don't say a lot about our Bible college, but we've chosen a little sub-theme entitled Truth Matters. It does. So follow not that which is evil, but follow that which is good. It, it's, it's a really general statement, but wow, what a statement that is. Will this behavior, will this person, will this event, will this attendance at this activity, is this going to promote good or evil? Is this going to help me serve God or is this going to distract me from God? We have to ask the basic questions uh, so that we can get specific direction about even the smallest decisions. So come back to that. So what does John do? Hey, don't follow that which is evil. Follow that which is good. Then he says this, uh, verse number 11, he that doeth good is of God. Okay, well, that gives us further clue about how to follow good because he that doeth good is of God. So we follow good by watching those that do good. It's the doing of good. It's the, the life of service. It, in this context, it's the loving of hospitality and the giving to other itinerant preachers that are coming through that John says that's a good indication that be like Gaius. And these people that said, no, we don't want to have other people come here. We don't want to serve people. We don't want people to love strangers. We don't, then don't follow that. It becomes very clear when you see the behavior of somebody following good or following evil. And the Bible says that following good really is an indicator of a deeper motivation. And that is, hey, I want to honor God. I want my, I want my God to be honored in my life. Uh, so I follow good because I follow God. Uh, so your behavior ought to be an indicator of your motivation. See, I'm afraid sometimes in our, in our local churches, we emphasize behavior alone. Just do this, do this, behave this way, dress this way, say this thing, don't go here, don't wear that, don't. 
Now, is there a place for rules? Yes, but don't miss this. Don't miss this. But when we make behavior the goal, then all we really do is train actors because actors know how to say words. Actors know how to wear clothes. Actors know how to do their part. Actors know how to behave in a certain way. They know that because that's the end. The end is I want to fake people out. I want people to think something of me that in essence is not true. I'm not really that person, but people think I'm that person. See, when behavior becomes an end, we become actors. But when behavior is an indicator of a motivator deeper than the behavior. So I'm kind to people. Why? Because I love God. And I want to honor God. And I know that when I'm kind to others, I'm really expressing a love for the Lord. But when my behavior indicates an underlying motivation, then wow, that's that's an accurate thing for me to assess my own life. So what I would say is when you look at somebody that has bad behavior or sinful behavior, uh, somebody that looked deeper than that, why? Even good behavior. Don't let good behavior itself be a validator of godliness. Let good behavior say, well, why? But why am I doing this? You know, the diatrophies, the diatrophies people of the world, sometimes they look good. Sometimes they sound good. But when you examine them according to Bible criteria and look at motivations, which is a totally different thing. So never mess that up. God looks at the heart. Motivation matters. Now, verse number 13, uh, verse number 12. So in this whole concept of good and evil, uh, John says Demetrius. So here's a third person in this book. We saw Gaius and Diotrephes. Demetrius hath good report of all men. So remember I said, follow that which is good. Well, here's a guy that has a good report of everybody and, and of the truth itself. I mean, if we just examine him by objective criteria, not just by what people say, but by the objective criteria of the word of God, it would say the same thing, that this guy has a great testimony because people say so because the word of God says so, then the Bible says, yea, and we also, John says, we also bear witness or bear record, and you know that our record is true. So I think Demetrius was probably somebody that was being maligned by diatrophies, somebody that maybe had been marginalized by these self-seekers. And John said, hey, listen, this guy's a good guy, and everyone knows it. And his life is in concert with what the Word of God says. Man, he is the real deal. And I'm telling you, take my word for it. I'm I'm going on apostolic record to say he's a good man. And you know, we ought to be defenders of the good people. We ought to speak well of people in their absence, especially those that have stellar testimonies like these. And we ought to be those that advance in, in the eyes of others good and godly examples. Sometimes if we're not careful, the only people that we trumpet are people that have gifts. Boy, the athlete, the entertainer, the funny guy, the dynamic person, the, you know, that's the rich guy. And the Bible says, no, away with all of that. Let's, let's be lovers of good men. Let's be the people that speak highly of those that have good and godly character. That was Demetrius, and I pray that that's you and me. Well, that's all the time that we have for today. Actually, a little bit too much time, but we'll finish this book up 
Next episode, hope you're here. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If Everyday Truth matters to you, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.